Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Can we get to Sean Devery? Is his name Sean Just or Sean? It's Sean. Yeah, Devery. it's Sean. No, Sean, that's Leroy is it, Butler. Is it S-H-A-W-N you can blame him. S-E-A-N? S-E-A-N. Correct, S-E-A-N, Sean. Devery. That that is correct. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, Sean, What's up, Sean? Appreciate the time, man. As always, uh, as you join us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, we've been talking all day long, uh, or the last hour for sure, about Chris Middleton. Seemingly, the last year and a half long for how much you're going to be able to pay Chris Middleton. Where right now do you see the market for Chris Middleton number wise when he hits free agency? You know, he he's going to probably get a max offer from somebody. Yeah. I would think Dallas. Uh, uh, would probably be a pretty good candidate. Dallas is going to uh, try to make a big play for the likes of uh, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, guys like that, uh, but uh, probably not going to be a factor there. So uh, so it, it, it's going to be down to a guy like like Chris Middleton for a, guy, for, for a team like the Mavericks, uh, and if that's the case, then that's going to force them, the, the the Bucks to uh, uh, to go into that sort of territory, you know, of uh, you know four years and and 120 something million dollars. Uh, it's a lot. There's no question, and and you're making a commitment to a guy who's been uh, uh, you know up and down, and and uh, when he's good, they generally win, uh, but he's not always good, and and so that's going to be a tough decision. But uh, uh, obviously, a really good two-way player. It's been a successful season, uh, and you need to keep guys there if you want to keep uh, the big fish, and that's and that's of course Giannis. So um, I think that uh, in the end. They'll probably have to dole out more for uh, for Chris Middleton than they'd like. Let me ask you this. So, Brian Winhorse earlier today said they got a max slot available. Nobody's talking about the Bucks being a big player in free agency, but they very well obviously could be. Obviously, there'd be no Middleton in that scenario. But how much of a player do you think they would be for a Durant or a Kawhi uh, or some of those guys that are available that are clearly better than Chris Middleton, but you'd have to pay max money too? You know, I mean, Durant. If he if he went to Milwaukee, I think that'd be a huge coup. It's not something that that we've heard anything about. You know, if it, it's going to be tough enough for any team to to pry him out of Golden State, although he does seem, uh, you know, a little uh, uh, aggravated with his situation there for whatever yep. reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but you know, the the Knicks will be after him, and and, and there's been a lot of talk about the Knicks. Uh, like I said, the Mavericks are, are not a possibility. But Sean, why uh, would he go to New York to deal with that media base if he can't handle the West great, Coast media? I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and why would he leave? Why would he leave a situation where you're playing for uh, probably the best team that's been assembled since you know the, the, the 1960s Celtics? I don't know why you would leave that. Uh, you know, apparently it's because a bunch of people on Twitter call them uh, you know weak for for going to a front runner. Uh, if you're letting people on Twitter decide what you're doing with your career, I don't know. I, he, he's a strange cat, and and I can't really explain 
why Kevin Durant is going to do whatever he's going to do. Uh, but, uh, but, but as far as your question goes, I, I mean, you're right. You know, players say it all the time. Well, I want to be in a situation where I can win. Okay, then why are you going to New York? Like, what, yep. what are the next? Why wouldn't you go to Milwaukee? Uh, but, but, but players just, uh, uh, just genuinely don't do it. Uh, and it's really, you know, it's, it's players who wind up going there. Uh, and, and, and experiencing it, uh, you know, whether it's Milwaukee or, you know, I think of Ray Allen when he was there or, or certainly Reggie Miller when he was in, uh, Indiana. You know, you wind up in a market like that through the draft or whatever. And, and very often guys wind up liking it. And, and, but, but you wouldn't wind up there, uh, unless you, uh, were drafted there or, or got traded there. And that's, that's just, uh, uh, for a lot of small markets, that's the situation that they're in. I want to get back to Chris Middleton. So, what do you think the Bucks should do? Because if they let Chris Milton go, I mean, right now, no real replacement for him. Should they match their offer, or should they just let him go? Because you also have yeah, so sitting. No, there. yeah, I mean, it's 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 a tough thing because if you if you if you match the offer, and we've seen this time and again in the league that that then you wind up overpaying for a guy, and that can really that can handicap you for for, for the near future. Uh, you know, a team like Charlotte, you know, went through that where they had this great year. Uh, you know, they won, I think it was 46 games. This was like three years ago. Uh, and, and, and they paid everyone, and everybody was a free agent. So they paid Nick Batum this crazy hundred-and-something million-dollar contract. They've regretted it ever since, and that's what happens. They paid Michael Gilchrist. Uh, they paid Marvin Williams. Uh, so they paid everyone, and then they just really haven't matched that. So, you know, you can, you can very quickly, uh, you know, there's only, let's face it, in the NBA, there's like nine guys who are really going to be important to you. Uh, you got your five stars and probably four guys off the bench. So if you make a mistake on one of those, it's, it, it can cost you, and, and it can be real tough. And, uh, as good as Chris Middleton could be, they're going to have to, uh, overpay him to keep him, and that could be something that hurts the cap going forward. Talking with Sean Devaney of Sporting News on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, Sean, I do have a question. I'm a big John Horse guy. I don't understand why he don't get a lot of credit. Um, <clears throat> maybe because he don't have a big name, splash name as these GM like a Magic Johnson and stuff like that. But what does Miritich do for the Bucks? Because that was a name I didn't necessarily see in a lot of the blogs or some of the you know the gossip of you know, people thinking about acquiring players. But I thought it was a good player for them, either coming off the bench or moving into. The, so, what does he do for these guys? Yeah, well, I mean, just just to address the first thing you said, I agree that that horse that was particularly high profile, or that a lot of us in the media uh, dealt with a lot. Uh, but certainly, look, if they go deep into the playoffs, he's going to get a lot of credit for that because he brought in uh, obviously the coach, but also you know the George Hill move. Uh, and now the Miritich move, uh, the, the Brooke Lopez, you know, getting him. I mean, this, he'll deserve a lot of credit, and he'll get it uh, the, the longer they stick around in the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, Miritich, when you look at their style of play, uh, they need to be able to have as many guys on the floor, especially when you get into the bench unit, uh, who can stretch that, who, who can stretch the floor. And I don't think that they've uh, felt entirely confident that uh, uh, Ilya Sova is, 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 is going to be the guy who can do that. Uh, Miritich has a lot of playoff experience. He's a guy who uh, has been uh, uh, in the playoffs. He's been tested. He's been through that. Uh, and, and, and I think he's a guy who can really, you know, give you 15, 16 points off the 
defense uh, and, 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 and allow you to play some different matchups. Because he can play some center uh, as a guy who, who doesn't need to be near the basket. So you get into the playoffs and you have those matchups. You have teams going small. I think he allows you to go small, and he gives you somebody who you're probably more comfortable with uh, as a big man uh, than, 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 than Ilyasova and the way he's played this year. Yeah, one thing we talk about here in Milwaukee, because we never had a superstar of this level in a long time, Giannis, and we've had the debate in the barbershop to say half of the barbershop says, hey, he needs to develop a jumper. He's been in the league for six years or whatever. He does have a consistent jumper. The other half of the barbershop, and that's the one I'm on, if you can score 30 or 40 whenever you get ready, no one can stop you in the paint. Why even beat your head against the wall? Because I understand what people say. In the playoffs, they're going to play you different. They're going to block off the paint. You're going to have to hit the mid-range jumpers from the elbow and things of that nature. Sean, what side do you uh, mm-hmm. come on when it comes to Giannis's game? Yeah, you know, I, I think he should have a jumper. Uh, you know, I think in the playoffs that, that, that you tend to pack the paint a little bit more and it gets a little more difficult. Uh, I like what the Bucks have done, which is basically say, all right, if he's not going to make jumpers, then we're going to have four guys on the floor who can, and that's going to allow him to do whatever he does best. But that becomes a lot easier to defend in the playoffs. It really does. As, as like I say, uh, you get more defenses willing to pack the paint. You get more defenses willing to play, uh, if not a straight-up zone, then, then use some mm-hmm. zone techniques that allow you to uh, play off of a guy and, and, and force him to, to, to shoot jumpers. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's really something that, uh, uh, that's going to come up in this playoffs, and we'll see how they handle it. Uh, but, you know, it, it's funny because you talk to people in the, in the Bucks organization, and they'll say, you know, in practice, this, he, he, he's a pretty good three-point shooter, you know, and, and he's a pretty good uh, uh, mid-range shooter. It's just he doesn't trust it in the game, uh, and, and it's uh, to me, it's probably more of a mental hurdle now that he has to get over, and that's something that uh, uh, that that we'll see if he gets there. Sean, who would you say is the number one threat to the Bucks uh, in the Eastern Conference? Probably Toronto. I mean, Thank I like you. what they did. I'm with glad Marcus you didn't Hall. say Boston. Thank you. Make my day. <laughs> the Celtics are falling apart before our <laughs> eyes here. So, uh, yeah, they've they've got a lot of talent, and they've got, but, but you know they they they've sort of uh, they've run their team uh, like it's uh, you know an asset uh, uh, management firm or something. You know, you've got to you got to take into account some chemistry at some point, uh, and and the Celtics haven't done that. Uh, but I think Toronto. You know, I think that uh, uh, bringing in Marcus All, he's a really good fit for them, and and the way they run their offense, they can run it through him. Uh, he's such a terrific passer. Not the same guy defensively, obviously, that he was a few years ago. He's a step slower, uh, but uh, you know, in terms of what Toronto does, I like that pickup. Uh, so I think I think Toronto is uh, uh, is 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 right there on uh, uh, on Milwaukee's heels. Uh, you know. I think the Celtics can be a threat. They got a lot, a lot of stuff to work through, uh, but they've got certainly the talent level is high. Philadelphia obviously improved their talent, but I still think we're looking at probably Toronto and Milwaukee as the two best teams in the East. Sean Devaney, he's a sporting news NBA writer, author of Fun City, and my favorite here, Sean, on the at Sean Devaney Twitter profile. Buffalo wing enthusiast. So I will uh, follow him on Twitter. I, I, I I will join you on that one tonight. Yep, I'm going to follow you All right, right sounds now. good, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me, fellas. Thank Appreciate you. it. Sean Devaney of Sporting News joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline looking to build, buy, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Call Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common-sense lending to your community since 1935. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.